Here we are. Here we are. Placed face to face. <laughs> a couple of silver spoons. Are those new Avere books for like for for notes? They're not new. They're the uh, same old ones that have the same old notes in them. Oh, okay. Well, that is a... well this is one that Allie must have got for Bring Your Kid to Work Day. And then those are. Oh yeah, those. Yeah. So I have no, I have no sheet for notes in front of me. Where's the big? Right there. That's it. <laughs> That's your normal notebook right there. I think Ellie was using it for a checklist. I mean, there's, there's a lot. There's still mm, not a huge amount of paper left in here. <laughs> no, it's that. well used. That's for <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah, Ellie is working on a new project. We're not. She didn't want to do a video. We'll probably do a quick recap video at the end, but uh, electronic Valentine's Day box ah. yeah, for school. So it's actually, there's a button on it, and the mail slot opens up when you press the button, and then you put the card in, and it closes, and then like the NeoPixels do a rainbow thing around the box. Ah. And then she's going to decorate it with some stuff. But And... Uh, yeah, so, and, and we used the the Microbit, which is uh, another one of these programmable microcontrollers. It's actually cheaper than, like, the Circuit Playground and some of the other ones. And it uses, um, it's called MakeCode. It's from Microsoft, but it works on a couple of different micro programmable microcontrollers. But it's like Scratch, but instead of, you know, how Scratch is kind of limited to computer screen, like making stuff mm -hmm. on your computer. Um this is for programming microcontrollers, right? So it's it's kind of like taking that scratch out of the box oh. and into the real world. So <laughs> that's why I wanted I wanted to use that as the core of this project, so she could do more of the programming. The thing is, today when we did most of the programming, she was not into it. Mm. Today, well, she played goalie this morning and then this afternoon. She wanted to work on the box, but she didn't want to work hard, <laughs> so. I hear you. I hear her. Yeah. <laughs> there, there are days like that. Yeah, yeah, when she's not in a mood to be a maker, she's definitely not in a mood. Well, hmm. um, yeah, so you were just recently in, uh, in the Puget Sound area. So it's, not, it's a north of Seattle, right? Or, uh, or east. East of Seattle. Across the river east. Okay. Due east of Seattle is where Red, Redmond and Bellevue is. Um, yeah, I had to go out there for, um, kind of like, so we officially closed the deal on February 1st. Is it February? Yeah, February 1st. So that means they wired us the money, you know, the T's are crossed and I's are dotted, no taking it back now. And then immediately after that, they scheduled, um, they called it uh, uh, the road ahead, which is. Microsoft acquires so many companies, so they have yeah. a very uh, formal plan of how to do these things. And, mm -hmm. you know, so they have the, the stakeholders come out for the road ahead. Uh, and I was invited because I'm doing all the integration for the business IT side of it. And uh, it was it was a good, good. I wasn't wasn't as tiring as the uh, when they came to Pittsburgh. And I remember I told you how tiring that was. Um, yeah, this was much more laid back. So. It was a good time. Had um, a couple of events with uh, teams from Microsoft, and we had a dinner, like dinner with Avir the last night. You know, just like the old crew. Um, the size of the Microsoft campus, you just can't 
comprehend it. There's over a hundred buildings in Redmond in Bellevue. It's it is, I mean they're, they're they're worth more than than several than a bunch of countries. Yes. Put together. <laughs> well, that's what that's what Redmond looks like. It looks like a Microsoft company town, right? Mm-hmm. So they have these shuttle cars and shuttle buses that'll pick you up, like, you know, they have commuter things, but then they have, you need to go from one building to another, and these buildings could be as far as 20 minutes away. You just ring a car at the front door, one will come by. It's almost like self-driving Ubers, but, the, you know, there's still drivers in these things, right? But it's it's like it's like a private Uber service. Well, yeah, so but when you're driving around during the day, it seems like a one in 10 cars is one of these Microsoft shuttle cars. That, that's crazy. Just imagine the logistics have to go into that. So they have to have a subsection of Microsoft that is Microsoft transportation. Yeah. Just for yeah. You know, maintaining and fixing and all all the stuff that goes around with. The There's a place called the, the Commons, which is like the Microsoft Mall. Not talking about the company store. I'm talking about the mall where there's a barber and a dentist and a library and chocolate stores and like twelve restaurants or more. A bar, an employees only bar. <laughs> it's. Um, is there cool stuff in the bar? We had a half. We had a happy hour there. And uh, they had, yeah, reason. I mean, not a huge draft selection. It wasn't like, but they had, they had five or six craft drafts, and then they had more bottles. And I, you know, I drank a couple of the ones on draft, and then I had a couple bottles. They had a pretty big booze selection. I could have went to whiskey, but I decided to play it safe. Uh, yeah, I didn't get a, I didn't get the tour of the whole commons or anything. I but I did get the tour. I sent you a picture. They have a maker shop, mm-hmm. like a pretty fleshed out maker shop there. It's it's insane, it's so insane how the scale of. And then I got the tour of one of their data centers. I'll just say it's impressive. I don't. I probably can't say too much about the inside of the data center, <laughs> but uh, or it wasn't even a data center. It was a lab, and uh, yeah, it's it's impressive. <laughs> Okay. Um, big, so big. <laughs> so, what about extracurricular activities? Uh, so we got there on a Wednesday afternoon, or no, no, we got there on a Tuesday afternoon, and um, went to uh, Tom Schmidlin's Brewery, Postdoc Brewing Company. Hung out with him for a little bit. Two of my coworkers came along, had a couple of his beers. Pretty much stuck with the hoppy things. He's doing really well with those. Um, then we went to a seafood place. What is it called? Like Hank's Seafood and Chowder or something like that. It was some dude's name. It wasn't Hank. I forget. Um, and Tom said, try the Dungeness Crab. So I had a Dungeness Crab... Uh, Club sandwich. Oh my god, was that good? Mm, okay, that was really good. Um, that was kind of the the only thing on the menu that was like unadulterated. Like it was like you could get Dungeons crab in a bunch of sauces and stuff, but I wanted to kind of try it, mm. you know, straight up. So I had to go with the club sandwich, but it was good. Um, we could sometimes get. I mean, I remember being able to get Dungeons crab around here. I mean, it's possible, mm-hmm. but it's yeah. So there was that. That was then. Oh, after that, no, it wasn't that night. After that, I went back to bed because that was a long day. The flight, flights just killed me. Went to bed by like nine o'clock local time, midnight my time. So, um, 
then into the office, meeting some of the teams that I've been working with, going over plans and stuff like that, until, um, oh, you know, like the cafe, the, we were, I was like in a secondary campus, like not in the main campus, but they call it the Millennium Campus, and uh, so there's like, I think seven buildings. Were there like segways all around? No. <laughs> There was like seven buildings or six or seven buildings, and they had a cafeteria in the middle, right? And this mm-hmm. cafeteria had like eight food vendors. You know, I mean, it's like big time cafeteria for the tiny little, or not tiny little, but offshoot campus. Mm-hmm. So, you know, these are all things to look forward after Microsoft starts putting down a huge outlay in Pittsburgh. Right, right. Right, right away, we're not going to get nearly any of those kinds of high density perks that you get out in Redmond. Uh, and then dinner, we went to Ruth's Chris for dinner. My first time ever eating at Ruth's Chris. Had a bone-in filet. It was a hell of a steak. I think I think all the pomp and circumstance makes it taste better. Yes. I, I really yes. actually think it does. For sure. No, it, 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 perception, you know, mm-hmm. as we all know, we've talked about it many times, our perception plays a role in these things. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Uh, environment, man. yeah. If, if you're in a great environment, then you're going to enjoy they had a so, so one of the Microsoft people picked out the wines. And there was a Pinot that oh, it was just delicious. It was um, it was briar berries and currants and tobacco and like just so expressive, like one of the best wines I can remember having. It was so good. Uh, then went up to Black Raven after that and tried a sampler from them. Now they had two IPAs. They were good IPAs, but they were surprisingly like bitter, like old, like old school, like you know, phase two type IPAs. Like there was nothing phase three. They were good, but what I'm going to talk about now is what really impressed me. They had a beer called Coco Jones, chocolate coconut porter, mm-hmm. and this thing was like amazingly well integrated. On the flight glass, it tasted like a chocolate truffle. Hmm. Like the chocolate was that rich. It was. So good. And then Justin, who went with me, he ordered a pint of it, or maybe 12 ounce, whatever it was. And from that glass, the coconut was much more apparent, so it tasted more like a Mounds bar. But it was super well integrated, didn't taste superficial, didn't taste gimmicky, didn't taste anything like that. Now it goes takes us to the second beer. They had Kitty Cat Blues. Blueberries, vanilla, catnip. <laughs> also... Equally well integrated into the beer. Catnip. Catnip. What does catnip taste like? <sighs> kind of, uh, kind you know, in a beer, it's you know, it's kind of like one of those rusty grains, a little bit between wheat okay. and rye and buckwheat and and saisony type things. That was also. Wait, I have a bottle of Kitty Cat Blue, so you're gonna know what catnip tastes but not like. A, but not a bottle of the chocolate truffle one. No, I have that too. Oh, okay. Yes, you're going to get to try both of those. Yeah. And they're one of their IPAs. And they're, oh, Brett Saison, that was real good. So All I, right. So I brought four, I think, four different things home from Black Raven. But it won't be so when I was at night. them until next week at least, the ta- earliest. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. Talking to Microsoft people, everyone kept going Black Raven, Black Raven, Black Raven. One of the owners works at Microsoft. So I was kind of like discounting these opinions because, yeah. you know, they're friends with the person. But no, they're right. Black Raven's pretty damn good. Um, so that was that night. The next day, we went to that's where we had the happy hour at the private bar, you know, the Microsoft company bar. 
Uh, what did I have there? I had a couple of, like at the seafood place, I had a Back and Jack's IPA and, you know, some other more mainstream craft that, you know, wasn't really that exciting, just, you know, standards. And same with the Microsoft bar. I didn't have anything too, too noteworthy there. Uh, then we went to, uh, went to a wine bar. This is the dinner with the Avere people called Purple. And I ate too much of the appetizers at happy hour. So, like, I couldn't order a an entree, but I did get some tuna tartare. It's not quite the same as steak tartare. Mm-hmm. It just chopped up tuna, right? Yeah. But it was okay. But then I got a cheese plate. So that was my dinner. It was a, my, my dinner dinner. It was just a five-cheese cheese plate. It had a humbled fog on it. It had something like a Rochefort. It had a, a really sour tart uh, sheep smoked cheese and two hard ones. It was pretty good. But um, they were drinking wine there. And one time... She came around the table, opened a new bottle, and wanted me to taste it to make sure it was okay. Because we were talking about cork, didn't I? I already talked about, you know, the beer and stuff with her. She says, you knew, you know, my background. And uh, the the wine bottle, it wasn't corked. It wasn't funky and gross and moldy, but it was oxidized. It tasted more, it, the flavors weren't nearly as bright as what we were drinking. And it tasted a little bit cardboardy. So I sent the bottle back, and everyone at the table could not believe that I sent a bottle of wine back. Like, I, what did you do? You don't do that. Like she, she wanted me to. Like that's that's the whole point. <laughs> <laughs> um, is it? Is it, I, I think I think it's more performance. It's more just ritual than anything else. No, no, she was she was cool with it. Everyone else thought it was just you know pro forma. You know, like the one guy who tasted the first couple. You know, he was like barely a pee. Like he would take something, throw, he'd throw it back. Like yeah, it tastes great. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it tasted bad tasted oxidized it, well it, like I said I, oh, I told her I'm like I don't think anyone else at this table would notice but it, this one is like not as good as the last bottle that we just had it, it you know it, I would say it was 20, 20 to 25% not as good you know but still tasted like it was the same wine it just it tasted stale ah interesting so it was the same wine you just, same wine yeah so I like I had tasted that wine from at least two uh, two bottles previous, and the third one was just off. And then she brought the fourth one. I tasted it. Tasted like the first three. So or first two. Yeah, because I I did hear about this. Oh, you did. Yes. <laughs> uh, the the story that I got was Jeff sent back a seventy dollar bottle of wine. Well, I'm glad I did if it was yeah. $70. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's awesome. I think it's a baller. <laughs> Everyone's like, that, that's a baller move. But it's like, um, I, but no one knew the reason. Because I, I was like, I, that was weird to me. It's like, you know, Jeff's not a wine guy. But. I, I'm not a wine guy, but I can tell when a wine's off. Yeah. If it, and, and if it was tasting the same, and then this one was. Yeah, well, yeah. that's. Well, that's it. If this was the first time I had the wine, I might have thought that's that's. I didn't know that, I didn't know we were drinking seventy dollars bottles of wine. I tried ordering a seventy dollars bottle of beer, but they couldn't find it. So. <laughs> and that, there that, was a Flanders, some some Flanders. I, I don't know whether it's actually a seventy dollars bottle of wine. Yeah. That's the story that I got, you know, third hand. I so. thought they were like thirty ish that lab one. Okay, but. that that's probably more likely. Yeah, I thought they were thirty ish. Yeah. I didn't think that was ones were seventy, but it might it could have been. Um, if it was bad, then then you were right. Well, she's it. like, you know, it, it, it. They send him back to the winery, get a credit for him. So, yeah. 
So yeah, so my reputation precedes me. Huh? I'm sending wine back. <laughs> I, I just I wanted to hear that story. I wanted, you know, <laughs> fr- straight from the horse's mouth. Right. I wasn't hard. I was I was going through the whole thing so I could uh-huh. tell that story. Um, yeah. So I mean, I felt that I could taste a lot of the flavors in the wines that I did drink, and you know, we were drinking better wines the last couple of days than than I would buy or. I'd, I'd never pay the 40 50 mm-hmm. $60 for a right. bottle of wine. I just don't get that kind of enjoyment out of it. But I guess, you know, being able to taste. and But there's these reviews, like, where you blind, you, you put a lot of people that have pretty good wine palettes blind and get the different prices. And, you know, the, the expensive ones don't get right, yeah. higher than average rankings. Um, yeah, but that one, so, I mean, that one was good, but that one at Ruth's Chris, where the berries were so bright, and then it had some, like, tobacco to kind of balance it out, so it wasn't, you know, too fruity. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was, I don't know what it was, but it was just, uh, it was from Oregon. <laughs> so, there's that. That's about all I yeah, can know. not uh, that helpful. Yeah. Um, So Damien wasn't there, so the no, story no, so, must be story must be floating yeah, around. The story, the story got you know <laughs> got uh, filtered through through that. So, um, yeah, but, but it was yeah. Uh, I was like, okay, I'll, I'll get the story. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, so how how long were we there? Uh, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night. So wait, you didn't end up getting, grabbing my bag. I, I, I thought you were going to call me or something, and you never did. I, um, well, I sent you that text because I thought you were going to stop at, you know, we were, you were talking about dropping it off or something. Yeah. Well, I was just waiting to hear from you, and you were oh. waiting to hear from me, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. I just took my soft side. It worked fine. Okay. Um... Oh, uh, so when we were at the Tom's place, one of my coworkers, Tianyu, drove, and um, I left the bottle. Tom gave me one of his, it's a barrel-aged imperial stout that uh, when they waxed it, the wax broke, so he has them away for competition samples, and uh, so he gave me a bottle, left it in the armrest, like in the armrest compartment of Tianyu's car, and like the night before, Thursday night, I sent him a message saying, hey, I need to pick out that beer tomorrow morning. Didn't know he had a super early flight to the airport. And he didn't write back to me, right? So <laughs> I'm like, oh shit. I go to the airport and I go to the the rental agency that he used and tried to see if I could find the beer. <laughs> like they checked the car and they said it wasn't there. And you know I was like, oh no. Like, okay, they took it. Or or maybe maybe Tianyu put took left it at the desk at the hotel and I didn't think to check there. I'm like, ah. Oh. Oh. But uh, it turns out he brought it home. But I thought, you know, I was also worried that he might have tried to bring it through carry-on and had to have thrown it yeah, out at yeah. security. But no, he must have checked the bag. So so cool. we'd still get Tom's beer, thank goodness. But um, yeah, I was so, I was like bummed. Like, race to the airport, go to Dollar Rental, and like, okay. So there was a white 300 who was the driver and like and Tianyu Jang and you know trying to get that through like yeah how did you know how uh, how did he how did you uh, put your you know what did you contain your beers in when 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 you travel so like yeah so I have um, 
soft side duffel bag, roller duffel type thing. Um, I took my dirty jeans and laid them down across the back. I, so when I packed on the way out, like I had a little bit of clothes, but the bag was mostly empty. Mm-hmm. I packed um, all the empty plastic shopping grocery bags that we had. Yeah. So I used those. So I put every can or bottle in like a bag, wrap the bag in a second bag, yeah. wrap the bag in a bag, wrap the bags so like three times. And then I kind of piled my dirty clothes to make a shell and put my winter jacket on top. So okay. there was some decent padding the whole mm-hmm. way around. I think I brought back three, two or three bottles and the rest were cans. I took um, two big hotel towels because they're never going to miss them. And because I brought back, yeah, 12, no, 16 cans, right? Mm-hmm. That was a, so that, that was a, my, my, my suitcase going there was pretty light. And going <laughs> back, it was about 46 pounds. It was. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was practically shipping yeah. uh, shopping bags on the way out because I also. Just so I wasn't screwed without any clothes, I put like some necessities in my computer yeah. bag right uh, on yeah. the way out. So, uh, so I rolled I, I roll them in the towels, mm-hmm. and roll a bit, and then, so, so they're hopefully then uh, you know, padded at least a little bit, and they're all cans, mm-hmm. which made it easier. Yeah, uh, and then put them into big uh, one big like hefty. Uh, garbage bag and then put that into another garbage bag okay. and then that goes into the one side of my suitcase that gets zipped up so uh so they were like if there was a breakage mm-hmm. if there was it would have you know only gotten into right the, ta- you know, the garbage towels bags, and the yeah. garbage bag so yeah i wasn't so careful i but uh it seemed to work out fine like i like i said if they would have looked inside the bag on the way out it would have been like like one day's worth of clothes and like all these empty shopping bags mm-hmm. all jammed in there. <laughs> well, I'm not saying that, that one method is better than the other. Just that was yeah. the one I used mm-hmm. and, and it worked. So, and you know, and and that that also happened to me last time I was out there. Where one remember one of the I think it was a dragoon one broke, and but since it was just in, it was sequestered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was fine. There was no yeah no getting on because there's also like. I like to bring my Alexa along with me when I go. So okay, that way I just have that. In, I'm so used to it as an alarm. I see. Um, so I don't want to get any any beer on my Alexa. They don't go together. Yeah, that would be bad. Yeah. Alexa has a taste. <laughs> <laughs> Alexa, what kind of beer is this? <laughs> if they make that app, I would be very impressed. <laughs> and I, and I have the Google Home. Okay. Oh yeah, because you got one for yeah, holidays or whatever. For uh, it was work. It was a work. Um, like it was a, a little, like a bonus gift to everybody on the CRM team mm-hmm. for doing such a good job. And uh, it was. Uh, I don't use it very often because my I have the Amazon Music. So, right. I'm thinking about going to the Google Play Music because the the speaker on the Google Home is great. Okay. The speaker on those little Alexa dots I have. Oh, you have a dot. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's a little it's a tiny little thing. Um, it's not not terrible, but it's not as good as the little home speaker. Yeah, I mean, that's what the Echo... The only difference between the dot and the Echo is the speaker, right? Right, yeah. yeah. I don't have one, so I was just asking more so than telling. But The... And, and, and so the thing is, like, the Google, in some ways... I mean, it answers questions better. 
if he asks, because it goes in, goes actually goes to Google and, or, or goes to websites and gets answers for your questions. Uh, I don't know. I haven't really explored much about it though, because I like I like the dot alarm better. Okay. And I like the dot interface for like the for my lights better. Okay. When you when you say Alexa, turn on lights, she says okay. When you say uh, hey Google, turn on my lights, I'm turning on your lights. And it's like just say okay. Hey, Mr. Pedantic. I just don't... <laughs> turn on my... No, no, not you. Not you. Oh, yeah. Hey, Mr. Pedantic, turn on my lights. Yeah. Um, there's more I want to talk about, particularly more American Vandal that we didn't get to talk about last week uh, when Megan was here, but mm-hmm. uh, we want to get out to the game. So let's do... Let's go to the main show. Okay. 